Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by RamShirts.com, the company that brought you Crush City Tees. RamShirts offers custom-printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at RamShirts. Visit RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Do not forget about the spring training giveaway. A shirt will be given away by our sponsors, Ram Shirts, Crush City Tees. And you also have a chance to win a custom Astros baseball podcast dugout mug. These things are like $70. Super nice. I've been talking about them forever. Make sure you email the phrase, let's go, to Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com. Without further ado, here is today's special guest, the PA announcer for the Corpus Christi Hooks, Amy Montez Fry. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. My guest today is Amy Montez Fry, the new PA announcer for the Corpus Christi Hooks. Amy, thanks for coming on with me. Thank you so much for having me. I love that this uh, type of podcast exists, like by a fan, for the fans. Love it. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to describe it. It's just, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not affiliated with anybody. Uh, no TV, radio, newspapers, if those even more. It's just <laughs> me. It's just a fan, and I do it for the fans. Way to go. Yeah, way, to, way to explain that to everybody. Yes. <laughs> So yeah. I don't even know how I came across you. I don't uh-huh. even know how I saw the story, but I saw that you were the new PA announcer at the Corpus Christi Hooks, and I thought, man, that would be awesome to get her on. Yeah, so I, I was actually curious to see how you might have heard about it, because I feel like there was maybe like one little news story out there, and then, you know, absolutely nothing happened. Uh, this past season so uh, yeah I was I was surprised because I feel like you kind of have to go digging and kind of know what you're looking for uh, in order to find me I feel like Um, but yeah I I applied last year uh, auditioned they had a they held a big audition last year over at Whataburger Field and uh, I went and it was it was a whole day thing and uh, I got you know a callback an interview and then another audition and another interview and uh, landed with the job so um, I was pretty devastated when COVID just like rocked us and just didn't end up happening for us this past season so I'm really excited about this coming season. 
So the story of, uh, that I saw about you or that I read about you, I think I know how I found it now. Okay. I was showing my dad all the hats from the Astros minor league teams. Okay. And I, and I think I Googled Corpus Christy Hooks to, you know, just to find the hat. And that's, I think that's how I saw it. Okay. And did yeah, you, did you notice the plethora of uh, Hooks hats out there? Like all the different themed nights and stuff like that? There's quite a bit. There's, yeah, it's amazing. It's a, they're, they have a lot of fun down here. <laughs> yeah. They, they have a lot of nice hats though. I mean, they have nice, I think they have a very nice color scheme and very nice logos. And last year was my first time to go, not, I guess it wasn't last year because now it's 2021, but at, at the end of 2019, I went to my first game over there because they are giving the 2005 uh, National League Championship rings away. And Forrest Whitley was pitching, so I figured, let's go. And yeah. I was I was shocked. It's very nice, very nice. Yeah, there. it's it's. Uh, I mean, I've only I've I haven't been to too many minor league fields. I've I've been over to, I've seen the missions. Uh, I've seen a game over. Um, it was at Wolf Stadium. Yeah. With, um, with the missions, and then uh, I've caught a couple games, uh, and Round Rock, and um, yeah, the. I, and I know, you know, they always, they're always in these, uh, you know, not contests, but, you know, these lists of, you know, some of the nicest ballparks in America and stuff like that. And, and Whataburger Field is usually right up there on top. It's a, it's a very uh, amazing atmosphere as far as ballparks go. It's just, it's something special. It really is. Yeah, I took a trip around and I saw the, the first thing that caught my eye was the rocking chairs. Because we were we were kind of close to them, but I was wondering how do I get those tickets? I didn't see that when I was searching for it, mm-hmm. and and walking around you see all this stuff for kids to do. Uh, I saw a little field that kids can play baseball. It was just very family oh, yeah. friendly, you, a climbing wall, all sorts of stuff. Did you catch the? Uh, they also have a a swimming pool over on the other side and now it's it's attached to a hurricane alley water park as well and there's a splash pad if you come in through the right field side there's um like a baseball themed splash pad over there too it's just like when you think of just summertime whataburger field that is that's the summertime dream right there yeah when i was walking around i saw that pool and i was like how do you get this how do you get tickets to sit in this pool and watch a game that would be pretty awesome yeah oh no it's it's fantastic they're all i'm i don't know if they if they ever do like individual uh type tickets for that i know they there's always like parties and stuff being hosted there so usually it's like a package kind of kind yeah. of deal well so. i'm gonna have a party there someday oh yeah well I'd say, I'd say invite me but i'll be busy <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent yeah. All right, so you, you failed to point this out when you're talking about getting the job, but you actually beat out 94 people, or, well, or you beat out 93, <laughs> and that's a lot. Yeah, How'd you I hear about the job? I didn't want to bring it up, but I'm glad you did. Thank you for that. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> well, um, I actually worked at Whataburger Field uh, back in, um, I started in 2008, uh, 2008, I came in and I uh, applied to be, 
at the time, like their interns, they were called deckhands. And I applied to be a deckhand. Before that, they were called like the party patrol. And I mean, from I think the hooks came around like 2005. I was in middle school and um, the hooks came around and it was just I loved it. I was there as often as I could be. And I just knew like I wanted to work at Whataburger Field. And so the first thing was the party patrol. Like I went after that. I became an intern and I I was working there. Um, I did that for a season while also working in radio. And um, the following season, uh, I had gotten an afternoon drive position um, with uh, 97.5 KFTX Real Country. And so I couldn't commit the same hours um as the interns did uh but fortunately for me um i had some really great uh, people that i worked for over at waterburger field and uh elisa macias now elisa fogel she works over at um round rock uh she came to me and was like well hey how about being a mascot escort we need the second one like we have rusty and sammy there's only one escort um they're always out and about. Um, they have a busy schedule. And so I got to do that. Still got to interact with uh, the fans, still got to work in radio and um, work with the hooks. And so I did that for a few more seasons. And uh, and then I took a break for a little bit. I got married. I moved away for a second. We moved back. Um, you know, we have our family. And uh, throughout that time, I've stayed with, my, with the radio station. And so I got to do a lot of work with KFTX and the hooks together. So I've just maintained these, you know, really great relationships and got to uh, work alongside a lot of uh, really great people with the hooks. And so when the opportunity came up, you know, they threw it out in the news, like, you know, this announced positions available. And I was like, this is it. I have to do it. I have to, I have to try and do this. And, and I've been so blessed. Um, our general manager over uh, at KFTX, um, she was just like, so supportive. She's like, we're going to work with your schedule, whatever you got to do. Like, this is amazing. I know this is a dream for you. So, uh, I just, I, I'm very fortunate to have the right people, um, that I work with, you know, and have some good people around me. So, um, that's kind of how it came up, came about. I was always just there trying to get in somehow and, and, and I got it. <laughs> Let me ask you this, like, we're just talking now and you sound like a regular person. Do you have a PA announcer voice or you just talk regular? Um, you know, you have to ham it up a little, right? Uh, you know, I have, um, we, we kind of discussed that when, during the interview process and, and, you know, I, I stressed that for me, you know, there's, there's, there's radio announcers, there's radio personalities. And, you know, for me, I've always been a radio personality and now I'm, you know, switching into this role where I'm going to be announcing as well. Um, but I, I let them know, like, I'm, I'm really a hype man. So, uh, yeah, the, the voice changes up a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. The delivery, the delivery has a bit of an announcer tone to it. Uh, but, you know, it's it's hard for a for a female voice to really get that you know yeah. deep dark you know sound to it, but um, it's there. I hope you, I hope you get to come out to a game and 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 hear it. Well, I definitely will, and I'll be able to come see you because it's super easy to get uh, media passes. I don't know if with COVID <laughs> and everything, but before before that, it was pretty easy. You just tell them you have an Astros podcast, and 
they hand them out like, like candy. Oh, it's go. pretty easy. Oh no! Now every well, now it's going to be harder. Now everyone knows the secret. <laughs> All three hundred people that listen to this know the secret. Yes. So the three hundred people up in the broadcast booth. So last week I had Bob Ford on. The, yes, the, the I PA caught that. Announcer. His story Did you? Was so in- yeah, his story was so interesting. I and, loved it. What what's amazing is that's how he talks. Yeah. The way the way he sounds at the game, he <laughs> talks like that. Yeah, that's a I did I didn't expect that. I was listening to the podcast and I told my husband afterwards I was like, "Man, that guy sounds exactly like he sounds uh at Astros games." I was uh very uh surprised by that. Um but man, he sounds amazing. That that voice is something special. Yeah, I told him on there, and you know, maybe I sounded crazy, but I honestly smiled the entire time because it was just so amazing to, I, I, you know, I thought he was just, I don't know. Yeah. It was just, it was amazing to listen to. I mean, I, I hope more people get a chance to listen to it because it was really, really cool. Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I, I mean, I've, I've definitely kind of spread the word here already. Like, man, I, I got, you know, caught this really great podcast yesterday, and, you know, just, um, with a really interesting story too. And, and yeah, I think just that, that sound alone, like he having a, hearing a, hearing a conversation, uh, from the Astros announcer, but like as an Astros, I don't know. It was just so funny to me. Like he was, it's like he was announcing the whole time. Like he, I'm sure he just has an amazing presence to him too. Like it really sh- sounded like the whole time he was just in announcer mode. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was an honor. It's also an honor to talk to you. Do you know if you are the first female to do this? Um, yeah, I looked into that. Um, I know there's at least there's at least one other girl in in minor league. I know there's at least two in the majors. Um, uh, I want to I, I want to say Rennell Rennell Brooks. She's with uh, the Giants, and then. Um, there's a lady with the Mets now too. Uh, when I looked into it, cause I thought, you know, I, I didn't kid myself. I I'm, it's a blessing and a curse to try and be as prepared as you possibly can. And, and I am definitely an overthinker, uh, in a lot of ways. And so I wanted just all the facts and everything that I could figure out and know, and you just, I prepped so much and worked so hard for, uh, that whole audition and interview process. And when I looked into that, I saw uh, that there were six, that there are six female um, announcers uh, come to find out that that was actually like play-by-play broadcasters, not the exact same thing as like a public address announcer. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. I might be like the second or third uh, as far as minor league goes. You know, you think I would be prepared enough to look that up. <laughs> yeah, well, but I, I guess I thought you would know. Yeah, I, I, that's all I got. It's, it was really hard to find because another, another reason I looked into it was, you know, I, I figured, you know, obviously I can't, I can't deliver like, um, like Bob Ford. Obviously, like that, that voice is not gonna come out of me if I try and to, if I tried to attempt, um, mm-hmm. to talk like that, to announce like that, um no one would take me seriously. It's like, there's just no way my voice could make that happen. And so I tried to look around and hear, uh, you know, there are any other 
female announcers out there that I could kind of learn from. And uh, Rennell Brooks, that was that was the one uh, video that I, you know, kind of I got to YouTube her a little bit and and see some of that. But um, yeah, other than that, it's um, it's there's not a lot of there's not a lot of video out there to, you know, study off of. So um, I was very happy and uh, very I don't want to say surprised, but very happy um, and uh, excited when I found out that I got the job. When you did the auditions, did you have to, I don't know what they would say now, but like Bob Ford said, he had to make a tape. He had to send a tape in and that's, that's old days, but I don't know. Did you have to make a file? I don't know what to call it. You know, I would have thought that that's uh, how they would have gone about it. Um, I, I don't know if it was more of a, you know, a way to engage fans as far as like how the hooks went about it. Um, I know with the Astros, it's probably got to be a lot more difficult if, if they were to put out there, um, if the Astros were to put out there, we're looking for a new PA, uh, send in, you know, your auditions, they would get flooded. Just, they would have so many auditions on their hands. It would be insane. And so, um, I think, it, it kind of sounded to me like the Astros kind of put some feelers out there and they kind of were able to, from, from that podcast, from, from that episode, I was thinking that it sounded more like they kind of had some ideas of who they wanted or some, you know, credible people. And they gathered up those people and heard those, uh, those tapes for the hooks. It was come one, come all 90, you know, 94 people showed up. They said, uh, we're going to, um, have you like up in the press box, you're going to read this script. We want you to read a script. We want you to do a lineup. Um, and they sat there, there was, there was two people in the, um, like announcer booth. And then over in the uh, suite next door, they had, um, you know, like some of the sales department, some of, um, like the front office staff just kind of sitting there listening. Um, and I was, and I thought, man, they're going to be tired by the time they get to me. I was closer towards uh like the back half of um those 94 something people so um but yeah they just they just had everybody come out they had two different scripts and everybody um read their script and so they sat there all day listening to 94 people reading these scripts and then um they did like a phone interview and then based off of that they called in um a few of those people to come back in for the second audition. And then after that second audition, they did like a panel interview and, um, and yeah, so it was, it was a bit of a process, but, um, that's how, that's how they went about it. There was no, I didn't send in a copy. I didn't send in a script or any, I didn't send in any like tapes or anything like that. I just showed up and read and then they called me back. Yeah. So when it started at 94, did it, you know, did they say we'll we'll get back to you, and it, it got cut down to the four, like in the forties or the thirties, or do you know anything about that? Um, you mean as far as like the call? Uh, the yeah, like, like round two. The round two. I have I have no idea how many. Um, I have no idea how many uh, they called back and interviewed. I. That's a good question. I, I'm gonna have to have to ask around about that. Um, no, I just, I just remember, and, and honestly though, like 94 people, 94 people showed up 
and entered in their name and got the script and went. But there were a lot of really great uh, people out there um, that went in and auditioned. And I know uh, a lot of fans went in, a lot of fans went in and were, you know, just they wanted their picture in front of, you know, like on the booth and they wanted to not necessarily like, I don't even know if like everyone could fully commit, but they wanted to go in and, you know, say they sat in the chair and were on the mic and you know, right. they went in there and they, you know, they tried and stuff. And, um, there were a lot of people though, that left after certain, uh, auditions were done. Like, uh, one guy went in and, you know, he, he sounded, he sounded really great. And he got an applause, uh, when he came out of the booth and, you know, when he came out, a lot of people just left with him before without even auditioning because they were like, well, we're not going to beat that. And so um, luckily I didn't hear him. I was outside practicing the whole time. So I didn't really catch a lot of the uh, other auditions, but I heard clapping and then I heard, and then I saw people leaving. So I don't think they fully heard 94. Like they maybe heard closer to like 70 ish, Hmm. I would think. And then um, I have no idea how many they, they called back after that though. How did it feel when you sat down in that chair and heard your voice over the PA system in the stadium? Oh, I felt, I felt at home. And I mean, my nerves were, my nerves were just all over the place. I was just, cause I actually, I actually auditioned for that position in 2014 as well. And, um, I made it to the bottom three. And, uh, I knew it was again, I knew it was me against two other people. And, uh, I, com- I just completely blew the interview and maybe that, you know, I was a lot younger back then, but, um, I, I know I blew the interview cause they asked and like, I, sh- I should have known better, but they said, um, can you make it to every game? And there was two games that I just like, couldn't get out of. Cause I was still in school over at A&M Corpus and, uh, we had a really strict professor and she was like, absolutely not like you have to be here, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I, I wanted it even, I wanted it even more. I wanted it even, uh, like more badly, um, back then. So, um, I just got, I just, uh, I just really, really went after it and I kind of got off subject. And so I forgot what your original question was. Cause I started talking about 2014. You already answered it. <laughs> I, I, I asked you about I asked you about how it felt to uh, oh, yeah. to talk so, over the because because <laughs> if you remember not to keep talking about Bob Ford but if you remember what he said he said man I grew up an Astros fan and even mm-hmm. if I don't even if I don't get it what a dream come true to to be to able to hear my voice be, and, do that so. right well actually so for me the fir- the first time I auditioned it wasn't the same experience because we were uh down on the field we were um like in the bowl and we had just a microphone there <clears throat> so they didn't have us up in the press box or anything like that so this time around uh you know I was sitting there at the at the mic and it just it felt really good and um I actually knew both of the both of the girls who uh, were in there when I auditioned. Um, I had worked with both of them before. Um, Courtney Merritt, uh, her and I, we, I worked with her back when I worked for the hooks. And then even afterwards, um, we are the radio station. We did this, uh, promotion with the hooks and Goodwill and Whataburger, and we would go out and we would do these remotes. And so I 
constantly, like every summer I always, uh, you know, was working with Courtney and seeing Courtney and then, uh, Amy Johnson, who's, uh, my supervisor, she, um, you know, I would always run into her at, at games as well. And, uh, you know, working with like through radio. Uh, so I felt really comfortable. I felt a little more at ease, uh, going in. And I think having Courtney's calming presence right there, uh, definitely helped just like me focus and just get through it. And, uh, I didn't think so much about my voice over the PA as much as I was just reading the next word and making sure I don't mess up on the next word and the next word after that and the next word after that and making sure it all just came together. So I, I feel like I didn't take the moment to really appreciate like, okay, my voice is over the PA that didn't come until, uh, I was doing the college classic. When I did the college classic, I was like, okay, this is, this is home. This is it. Um, the first game, of the college classic, I was just, you know, getting a feel for it. And, you know, they were, you know, telling me like, you know, do you need anything adjusted? You know, what, what's, how's it going? And, and I just had to get the feel for it that first game. And I, and I felt really good by the second game. It was just beautiful. And I just, I texted my husband and I was like, this is it. I'm home. I can do this forever. If I, if I can do this forever, I would be just the happiest person in the world. Cause it just, it felt completely right to be behind the mic and announcing this game. It was amazing. So I can't wait to finally get to do it for the hooks. I can't believe, uh, I ended up doing more Islanders basketball games this past year than hooks baseball, which is very depressing for me. Cause I'm such a big hooks fan. I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Some people may not know. I think that's the uh, hockey team there, right? No, that's uh, Islanders. Uh, that's a uh, and Corpus. Uh, oh, okay. The, yeah, the, the university. And I did not do good with basketball. I don't think they'll ever call me back. Basketball was not was not it for me. But baseball, that's my realm. It really is. <laughs> so you, you get the job in February of yep. 2020. And it feels like we talked about this already because I think we talked about it before I started recording. But you get the job, you, you get to announce it, you're super happy, yeah. and, and then everybody starts buying all the toilet paper, COVID <laughs> hits, and there's no minor league baseball season. Yeah. But, but like you said, you did get to do the college classic, college classic. at least, right? Yeah, I got to do the college classic, and, um, and you know, just, then that was, and I mean, that was enough to just, I don't know, I, I loved it. I I loved doing the college classic and I'm excited. I get to do it, uh, this coming, this coming weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they, they managed to, to go ahead and figure out a college classic. It's no double headers this time. It's just, um, I think it's just the two teams and, um, yeah, but at least I'll get a little bit of practice in before, uh, the season starts. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll get to be back at the ballpark for the first time since, uh, March doing the PA stuff. So, um, I'm looking, I'm really looking, looking forward to that, but yeah, I, I got that job. I found out in February, I announced it and, you know, it was so great. And, and it's funny because when I worked there in the past, I remember one of the seasons that we did, I think it was like 72, we had 72 games and this past season, it was supposed to be 70. So I was like, Oh man, I'm getting gypped out of two games. Like, I wanted to like, you know, 
oh, there's only 70, not 72. And then, you know, as things were, were happening, um, you know, they were keeping in touch with me and, and, uh, Amy Johnson was, was texting me saying, uh, well, you know, it, it looks like we're going to get the, the opening day is going to be pushed back probably two weeks. And so I was like, man, like that's two weeks that I'm, you know, not getting cause of, you know, stupid COVID. And I was, you know, like upset about that, like two, you know, that's two, two weeks. And then, um, and then I hear this other thing that's like, well, you know, at this point we're going to be lucky. We'll be really lucky if we get half the season. And I was like, gosh, like half the season, this still just like very hopeful, but bummed because it's only half the season. And then, um, no, the whole season's just canceled. And I was just this miserable, sad, just, I was so bummed about it. But, um, through all that, uh, you know, I did just decide because man, it was, I really had some baseball blues. Um, and so I was like, you know, something good has to happen. Something good has to come out of this. So, uh, this whole past year, we've just really been focusing on our health here at home and, uh, you know, working out and eating right. Like we've, um, we've been doing just really great and feeling a lot better. So, um, there are positives out of it. You know, I can't, I can't fully complain and say that it's just horrible, but man, I'm so ready for that. And I'm thankful because, you know, I appreciate everything a lot more. I didn't think I could appreciate it any more than I already did, but it looks like I can. And, uh, I'm just going to give it my all and it's, it's going to be a great season. However many games we get to play this year. So you were born and raised in Corpus? Yes. You went to high school there. Yeah. You're, you grew up a Hooks fan. But now, you know, being the PA announcer, you've kind of put yourself into professional baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what is your career goals? You just want to um, stay there? Do you want to move up to different teams, perhaps be in the major league someday? I mean, what's going on here? Well, uh, I think from, I guess from right around... Uh, when I was in like, not elementary school in well, in elementary school, I knew that I wanted to do something with a microphone. Um, you know, I've, I've always kind of been a ham and, um, I used to, uh, I used to, you know, pretend I was like doing shows and stuff like that. And, uh, when I got into middle school, it, I really got into radio. I really started thinking like, you know, radio is like such a, like the right job for me. And, you know, I would see like Carson Daly on MTV and think like, well, I, you know, like I could be in front of the camera too. And, you know, just, uh, I've always kind of thought that. And then when I was in high school, like I loved public speaking, uh, you know, I got into radio like, uh, really early and, and I've always loved baseball. And, uh, I really, when I was, when I was younger, um, Patty Smith with FSN Houston, um, I just, I, loved Patty Smith. And I just thought, man, like she's, she's the best. Like I would love to be like Patty Smith. And so, um, I, you know, I really like looked up to her and thought like, that's something that I would love to do one day. Um, I always knew I wanted to somehow, you know, be on a mic, work in baseball. And I didn't really know how that was going to pan out because, you know, you also see these, um, these like interns and stuff that, you know, they do the on field mm-hmm. type of thing. So I always kind of was in a crossroads between like having this fun, you know, interacting with fans, you know, kind of like this social side of it, or, you know, going the more, um, you know, going this, this other, you know, kind of more serious route with it. And, uh, 
um, yeah, the, the announcer, when I started working in radio and then like that announcer job, uh, like became available, I just thought, man, like that's, that's what it is. That's, that's the perfect, the exact fit of where I want to be. And, um, it, it all kind of just went from there, but yeah, I grew up just, um, big fan of Patty Smith and then, you know, seeing, uh, you know, Julia Morales, um, you know, out there interviewing and just so professional and just, uh, I've, I've, I've looked up to them for, for years. And so, uh, I think early on, I knew that I just, I was going to be at the baseball field with a mic somehow. Well, your dream came true. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you know, and down the road, I would love, you know, if the opportunity came up, um, you know, if, if I ever, if I ever, you know, were to get called up, you know, something like that, that would be amazing. But also if I stayed at Whataburger Field and got to do that for the next, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, that would make me just so happy. That would be the best. So, um It'll be interesting. I don't, it'll hopefully, you know, we'll see down the road. Um, it'll be interesting to see where the journey takes me, you know? Well, Amy, I appreciate you coming on. Congratulations on your job. Good luck in 2021. Hopefully you guys get 70 games so you can enjoy yes. yourself and live your dream. You're living the dream. Yes. Thank you so much. I hope to see you at the field soon. All righty. Well, I appreciate you tuning in, everybody. Thank you, Amy, once again, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.